Hey, Tree Church Bible Study people. Thanks for joining us. This is Pastor Mackey. I'm excited to be back um, for Deuteronomy. We're going through Deuteronomy and I'm in chapter 5 today. Deuteronomy 5 and we're going from 22 to 33. So we're closing out the fifth chapter of Deuteronomy, which is if you've, you're caught up with the Bible study, um, in the beginning of Deuteronomy chapter 5 is the retelling and um, the telling really of God giving Moses and the Israelites the Ten Commandments. Um, the Israelites getting this law, obviously through Moses, um, as a mouthpiece for God, as a um, prophet, if you will. And Deuteronomy chapter five closes out the idea of the commandments and closes out really um, an important conversation about God, how the Israelites relate to God, and then now how do we relate to God? Um, how does the Ten Commandments affect the way we relate to God? The law. How does the way that they related to God in the Old Testament affect our relationship now? Uh, we'll look at all that, but I'm going to read through every verse from 22 to 33. Just going to read through them, and then we'll kind of break down the overarching themes here. Deuteronomy 5, verse 22, and I'm, started, I'm in the ESV, the English Standard Version. These words the Lord spoke to all your assembly, as the mountain out of the midst of the fire, the cloud, and the thick darkness, with a loud voice. And he added no more. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone and gave them to me. And as soon as you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And you said, Behold, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. This day we have seen God speak with man, and man still live. Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, we shall die. For who is there of all flesh that has heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of fire as we have and has still lived? Go near and hear all that the Lord our God will say, and speak to us all that the Lord our God will speak to you, and we will hear and do it. And the Lord heard your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart as this always to fear me and to keep all my commandments, that it might go well with them and with their descendants forever. Go and say to them, return to your tents. But you stand here by me and I will tell you the whole commandment and the statutes and the rules that you shall teach them that they may do them in the land that I am giving them to possess. You shall be careful, therefore, to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, and that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. Well, this, this passage can be confusing because it's referring to a lot of events and a lot of things that's happened in the Old Testament and in the Torah as we know it, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy here. And it's retelling, right? We're retelling history. Uh, Moses, as we see, he has the Ten Commandments. The Israelites have been given the Ten Commandments in the law. And then it goes in 
from there, it goes on to say, talk about how Moses spoke to God, spoke to him through fire in the beginning, even referring to the burning bush, but then spoke to uh, God, spoke to the Israelites and led them through the desert in a cloud and then through fire. Many times the Israelites, uh, this imagery is, was used that God represented himself in these ways. So basically we're, we're being described, what's being described to us is how God related to the Israelites and to his people. And really, um, it goes on to say, talk about who has died or who rather who has lived and spoken to God or even seen God. And Moses has, Moses has seen God. He, he comes off the mountain, um, with a veil over his face because he's seen the glory of God. And actually this, this kind of gives a fun kind of biblical kind of theological fact for you. It's not fun, but it's just, you know, something to keep under your belt is that we know this from this passage in other places. If we were to see God, his glory is so great that we would die. Like that is the state of things is, is, do you want to know why you don't see God? <laughs> like I, I a youth student years ago asked me this probably as like a funny way, but also like, really, why, why can't we see God? You know how children are so curious and in that age, they're like, I want to know everything. I want to know more about God, but why can't we see God? Obviously many times in the Bible, we talk about how God is, um, you know, his Holy spirit is an invisible force in our lives and so forth. Um, much theology to go there. Um, but he represents himself here in fire and smoke. And the real reason we can't see God physically is we will die. Moses lived. He saw God and he continued to live. And we kind of are at a transition point here. This actually tells of something to come, uh, things to come without being very overtly, prophecy. Here's a couple of things that it predicts and prophesies about. Number one is that God will always give us a way to relate to him. God will always provide a route towards him. We think about it. Moses spoke to him through a burning bush and then the Israelites were led in this way. And then hundreds, thousands of years later, Jesus comes, he's born and he is God. And Jesus is in the flesh walking with people. God in flesh and bone walks among us in the form of Jesus. So he gave the people that route towards him. And then when Jesus leaves, his Holy Spirit descends, giving us this final route to relate to God, to talk to God, to have an open relationship and transparent relationship with God through his Holy Spirit. God will always provide a way. God will always provide a way to relate to him that from the very beginning um, in the garden, it was, you know, another way it says in the guy, it says in Genesis that Adam and Eve, uh, Adam even walked in, in the cool of the day with God through the garden that obviously Adam could see God physically at one point. What we know that to be true is, is it ought to, it, it had to mean Jesus because Jesus is the only physical formation of God, the physical manifestation of God. So it had to be Jesus. But ever since the beginning of creation, God has given us a way and provide us a way to relate to him, to have relationship with him, to talk to him. And now these 10 commandments come. So he provides a law and he provides it in a way that he wants our lives to be whole. He wants us to be safe and saved. 
And he provides us this law for that very reason. This law was not just a set of rules to make us feel bad about ourselves or to feel shameful, but rather to keep us safe, to keep us alive and well. And this is a new way that God is going to relate to us. It ends here in 31 through 33 about these few things. He talks about the statutes and rules that have, that will be taught to us. He talks about the commands that have been given. And one of the final ways, it's one of the final things that's predicted here in Deuteronomy chapter five. I love the way that Eugene Peterson paraphrases it in the message version. I'm going to read it now. Go ahead and tell them to go home to their tents. But you, you stay here with me so I could tell you every commandment and all the rules and regulations that you must teach them so they'll know how to live in the land that I'm giving them as their own. Finally, it says this, so be very careful to act exactly as God commands you. Don't veer off to the right or left. Walk straight down the road God commands so that you'll have a good life and live a long time in the land that you're about to possess. Obviously, God gives yet another way, a route to him, another way to relate to him. It's through the promises he's given us. It's through the promise to the Israelites, the land that he promised that they would receive. And that's how they related to God. That they could no longer see him. They weren't going to see him physically. We know that, right? Biblically, you would die. But God wants us to be with him and wants to be in relationship. And he says, live according to the law. It even goes in the next chapter. I won't spoil the next Bible study. Talks about loving people, loving him. And then we see Jesus talk about the Ten Commandments. And when he talks about the law and the commandments, he talks about how love fulfills this and how he fulfilled it. Meaning this is that following Jesus and relating to God, relating to him, is about following his commands. You know, God never intended for the Ten Commandments or the two tablets or a model of them to be in the courtrooms of America. Rather, he intended for his commands and his laws and these rules to be in our hearts. That he doesn't care about the popularity of law. He he doesn't care if... (laughs) He, he, he just, that's not how he works. That's not what we see even with Jesus. We don't see um, Jesus holding people to this high standard and condemning them when they fall, condemning them when they fail. He gave these rules and he gave these things so we would fear him. This healthy fear is not to be scared of him, is not to be scared of failing or messing up or breaking a commandment or breaking a rule. Rather, it's what Proverbs says, um, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That when we fear God, we have wisdom. And when we have wisdom, we have the wisdom to follow him, to follow his ways and his rules, his, his commands, and that we get this good life that it says here in the message this good and long life, the promise that he intended for us. So today, as you, as you think on this and pray on this, may you not feel bound by the law. May you not feel over-regulated. 
May you not feel locked up, chained to something, but rather may you feel like you have a guideline for life. May you feel like you have a plan ahead and a purpose and a future because God made it that way. That's how he wants us to relate to him, to honor him, to seek holiness and to seek him and to seek loving him. That's how we love him. Thanks so much, Bible study people. We love you. Hope to see you soon.